Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, no. This This might be the worst opening we've done. Honestly, I'm I'm okay with this. I'm arguing that this is the worst opening we've done. I mean, you just scrapped my format, so... That's... I would I would say I would say so. You hissed like a snake at me. I don't appreciate that, appreciate that nonsense either. How are you doing, Anthony? I am doing quite well. I have been given responsibility at work, so that means I kind of know what I'm doing, but I'm also terrified that I don't. Responsibility? Yeah. Responsibility? Question mark. Yeah, there's a question mark there for sure. Uh... I've been having that bit at work at work too. Um, I've been put in charge of a lot of projects that I am that is a lot to remember all at once. Usually, it's a lot of like I need you to remember this very specific thing. I I, I, th- hmm? I think that sums up my profession in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not here to talk about work. We're here to talk about one very specific thing and possibly more topics tangentially connected to that thing. Of course. We are here to talk about our deep, deep appreciation for the Superman movies. Oh, yeah. Mm. I remember being a small child of eight or nine. Maybe I was not. Maybe I was ten. I remember when a trailer came out for Superman Returns and he got shot in the eye and that bullet like like smooshed against his eye and bounced off and I was like, wow, that effect looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I have a very vivid memory of that, but I do, have a, this is not what we're talking about people, but I do want to go on this path a little bit longer. Um, okay. I do have a very vivid memory of that movie being a part of a part of my life for for a while on the internet. Okay. Do, do you remember um, the Lex Luthor wrong meme? Uh, no, um, I'm not too familiar with it. It's just it's just him in the movie screaming wrong. I forget what he. I think, I think he was talking to like Lois Lane or something like that. But for a short while on the internet. Back before memes were 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 cycled out every day, uh, we had memes for quite a while. In fact, memes would last for months or years almost on this site called "You're the Man Now, Dog." Uh, people would post these memes that would just keep cycling over and over with with slightly slight iterations to them, and it was a beautiful time. And that is the imprint that Superman Returns has left on society. A meme on the ancient internet at this point. I mean, I thought I thought what we were going to do today was we were actually going to talk about something that, you know, a lot of people care about. And uh, Superman Returns. Topical. Uh, that involved Henry Cavill. But hey. But Man hey. of Steel. Perfect. Let's, let's, let's... I've been meaning to talk about this for a while. <sighs> All right. You watched Man of Steel, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen the movie. Oh, wow, man. All right. Okay, good. So, guys, strap in for 45 to 60 minutes of content about Man of Steel and how it is an, just an okay movie. 
just just plain old middle of the road. Whew. How long are we gonna keep up the charade? We're talking about The Witcher. Yeah, we're the talking better Henry Cavill um, project. We're talking about. Well, don't get me started about good Henry Cavill projects, but we're talking about The Witcher, specifically the Netflix series, season one of it. Uh, me and Ant have made our way through the series, and if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you would know that me sitting down to watch an entire series relatively close to it coming out is kind of a miracle, but... I I am very proud of you, by the way. Oh, thank you. I won't tell you the, the, the like, marathon that I basically went on to watch the series. Oh, okay. I did not watch it in my typical, like, one episode a month fashion. Alright, alright. Proud but, of you. But, well, well, let's, let's get the first thing out of the way. Okay. General impressions of The Witcher. Like, just generally, what'd you think of the series? So it's like when, when you go for a ride, and you're just kind of enjoying that you're in the car, right? And you're seeing, like, the nice scenery and all that, right? I mean, though... Your car may have horrible, horrible engine issues. You're enjoying that ride for that moment. It's great. It's good. But you're going to step out of that car one day, and you're going to look back, and you're going to wonder how the hell you got to your destination. <laughs> I sort of followed your metaphor there. It was a bumpy <laughs> metaphor, but, you know. Hey, look, man, they're, they're not, all, not all zingers. Okay, so... Can you bring it to more surface level? I mean, maybe I misinterpreted. Did you do you mean like that you enjoyed the ride, but the the series has problems, or that you were like that? That is that is that is what I was getting at. Is I really did enjoy watching the series. I enjoyed it a lot, especially since I never played like the early Witcher games. So all this stuff is just new to me. But. Uh, I did enjoy how the series allowed me to go for a ride in it. Hmm. Yeah, I, um... How, how about you? How did you feel about it? What were your feelings? I, well, I was born a small child. Hmm. Um, many feelings from that childhood. No, I, um, I, I really liked the series. I... Hmm. I don't necessarily see any huge issues with it. Like, I see issues. But honestly, I would just call them all nitpicky. Like, for the most part, I thoroughly enjoyed every episode from beginning to end. You know what? I was I was describing this to a friend at work mm. when, when he was asking me about it. He was like, oh, you started watching. I'm like, yeah, and you know... The Witcher has given me a feeling that I haven't had in a really, really long time, which is that The Witcher feels like when the first time I watched Lord of the Rings or the first time I watched Game of Thrones. I don't know all the rules of this universe, and I don't quite know everything that's going on. I don't quite know, like, all the character histories and, like, all the events that led up to this, or even how like basic things like magic work in this universe. But mm -hmm. I'm really along for the ride. I'm really into like figuring out how all this works. There's a really early moment in the series where like 
they kind of show off how magic works in this universe. And I was like, oh man, that's really interesting how that works. Like, like a, um, law of equivalent exchanges kind of thing. It, it roped me in with like kind of how the universe works and how people interact within it and, and kind of everything about it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, we could talk about the problems I had, but like, I think it's just safe to say, like, I wholeheartedly recommend the series. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's fair. It definitely gives a feel that it's a place that you you feel is a full world. And that right. is something that's very nice about it. It isn't something that you feel like you're getting something very piecemeal. See, the issues I have with it are more because I know of uh, the, the games themselves, and mm. I do have some outside knowledge with it. Even the issues I have, I would say, aren't real issues. It's only they're only things that I picked up after I'd watched the series, and looked back on it and be like, okay, yeah, yeah. But while you're there and you're watching it, oh, it's a hundred percent fun to go through. Right, and I, I want to let you let everyone know that like I'm coming at it from a perspective of like I've never played the games. I know the absolute bare bones about the universe. I've never listened to stories or read them or played the games. I I do have a very big interest in playing the games now. I will have to find time at some point soon to like sit down and watch. Um, like either watch uh, somebody play through the game or play through it myself or listen to an audiobook or read the book or whatever. Like I'm 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 invested in this world now. Side note. Uh, just saying, the book has the Witcher as a Scottish man, and it is really, <laughs> really jarring. Oh, like the uh, the audiobook or the yeah, or yeah. The, the it the, it seems like how it's doing is basically like an audio play kind of deal, right? For the book, hmm. and it has the Witcher as a Scottish man, and it's just like, whoa, that's that's a bold accent choice right there you got. <laughs> i forget isn't the author from somewhere in like northern europe uh eastern europe eastern europe polish okay yeah yes um hmm. i wonder about that i wonder if that's a choice by whoever put on the audio book or whatever anyway yeah. it's interesting yeah. I, I know he's i know he's spoken in interviews now that like henry cavill is kind of the way that he's envisioned Geralt for a long while so it's kind of interesting to see this is like what he was envisioning when he was writing the books. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of interesting to to hear that kind of thing. Um, it I feel like all the characters get the feel of what they are pretty nicely. Hmm. I I like almost every character in this series. Like. I, I starting out the series you're kind of watching all these characters form and like learning about them Geralt, Yennefer, um Ciri, everyone. You're you're sitting there watching this all unfold and you're like there's a lot to kind of remember about all this. But it dwindles down really quickly to just a cast of three maybe four main people who you really focus on. Mm -hmm. Um and it's kind of a smart decision because I know one of the complaints people have always had about shows like Game of Thrones or even Lord of the Rings to a lesser degree, but definitely Game of Thrones is how many characters and how many plot lines are going on at once. Mm -hmm. in, in this show, 
you can focus on just the three main characters or you can like or you can really pay attention and soak in like everything kind of going on um mm-hmm. but the show does a really good job of just making it that if you only care about Geralt and what's going on with him that that is interesting to watch and you and you only need like small bits of information here or there to to care about it same with Yennefer, same with Ciri, same with everyone. Like t- to follow their story is is engrossing. Yeah, I think that's pretty. That's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, what I kind of like about it is that it's kind of like a fresh. The Witcher series itself is very fresh when it comes to like fantasy stuff. Yeah, it takes more from the Eastern European side. Uh, fantasy than it does the pure western celtic and all that kind of fantasy yeah like instead of being about arthurian legend and killing monsters or like conquering kingdoms it's 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 more about people yeah yeah like i i I really do like the perspective that Geralt comes from which is he's a he's a hunter of monsters he's someone who goes around like basically being the hero of the kingdom but really he's just a mercenary who wants to do right yeah like that's a that's it's not necessarily a new take on a character but it's an interesting take on a character yeah especially since like he comes off as somebody that does have all these skills and attributes and such yeah like it's he's something that's mostly feared at the beginning Oh yeah, and I kind of like that topic too of like him not being a a hero of legend. He's not someone that shows up in a town and people are like, "Oh, thank you, you're here to save us." He's, the only time that happens is when basically like someone's about to kill them, like moments away from killing them. When the when the village is already on fire. Yeah, the, the, like they're, him. <laughs> yeah, they're usually like, "Geralt, thank God you're here." <laughs> it's it's um it's a funny series too. It is. Like, you think a series about, like, a malformed cripple learning to, like, gain immense power and someone, and, like, a mutant going around, like, being hated by towns and, like, a girl whose family is completely murdered and needs to find her way in the world. You wouldn't think that'd be a funny series, but it is. That that is true. It is actually quite funny as well. It's very it knows when to put how to use its tone. And that's nice. It knows how to use different types of tones for different situations, and none of it feels forced. Right. Like it and it it falls kind of on the shoulders of Geralt and um uh Jasker, uh, the mm-hmm. bard. Like Jasker definitely is the comic relief of this series but i would not discount at all Geralt and how funny just him like being silent is or him just saying one like one line can be like they give him a lot of wiggle room to say things that are just really sassy even though he is like the stoic character yeah it it is very nice and that is kind of the thing that's very appealing about it him as a character as well he is this kind of he's stand back ish 
kind of character, but he still has like a charisma to him mm-hmm. that uh, is just kind of nice to have, or at least nice to experience since it's not too often portrayed, I would say. Yeah, usually when you have a hero who is like stoic and like like being heroic and like not talking a whole lot, he they're usually the straight man. They're usually the one that like the comic relief characters bounce off of. And Geralt is that, but also can pivot into a character that is just funny to watch. Yeah. And he he's not I'd say he's also not an edgelord, which is very nice as well. Oh yeah, he that's the other way those characters usually go. He's like that nice balance of being a real character and some something that's dynamic that actually grows with the world around him and can also have his own funny moments as well. Yeah, he this character could very easily be an edgy, self-serious like character you could imagine from like a teenage fanfic, but he's complex. He has depth to him and like the decisions he make are all rooted in things that like form his personality. Mm -hmm. Like he never makes a decision that I would say, like, I don't understand everything he makes kind of in everything Geralt makes in particular. I understand Mm -hmm. when you have, um, when you have like an episode, like the very beginning, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. When he goes back into town to help out Renfrey, um, yeah. we, 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 we won't get into spoilers yet about the, about the series. But in the first episode, when he goes back into town to help Renfrey, it's definitely a moment that fits his character. He's a reluctant hero. It kind of it sets the tone for him, and at the same time, when you're watching it, it feels natural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it feel is that he, he, uh, he doesn't want to get involved in things, but he also usually just ends up getting involved with things because he doesn't like, well, bad things happening to regular people. Yeah, and it's kind of a testament to how well written the characters are, and I know it's partially on the books as well. It's not like I'm giving the showrunners like a hundred percent of the credit here, but. Adapting it for TV is not easy. Yeah. Adapting the, the this kind of character into t- television is not something I would I, I would be jealous of. Like telling someone like, here's all the books, here's all the games. By the way, it's a beloved series. It's got a very large, dedicated fan base. We're gonna have you make a series for Netflix. I do not envy yeah. that person, but whoever like put pen to paper is a master of their craft. Like I really liked what they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I do know that I did have like a few issues with choices they made with the series itself. Hmm. Is this is this spoilers? Uh I would say not necessarily. No, I no, it, I don't. I don't think it is. No. Okay. Cause, well, because I do want to go into spoilers eventually, but I do have a few other non-spoilery things I want to mention. Okay. Um. But but you say your thing real quick. Okay. So, one of the things that I didn't necessarily like, 
was how the Nilfgaardians, you know, the, the bad guys, they were kind of showed as just being evil. And it's not necessarily straightforward that they're just evil folks and such. It just seems that they went to the extra mile just to make them look like, you know, we are the Dark Lord's minions kind of deal. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, to a degree. Um, I can probably pin that on it being a short series. I mean, yeah. it's only like, what, seven or eight episodes? It is seven or eight hours of content, but... You're right. Even that, it still jumps around quite a bit. Um, they did a, they did an okay job showing that the showing that the, the Nelfgard were not just straight bad guys. Early on, when you have like episode one and two, there's definitely like, oh, these guys are just like barbarians. They're going around murdering everyone. But later on in the series, they are shown to be like a kingdom with a government with like goals set in mind but you know that goal is to take over land to to own the kingdom yeah it i can see i can see your point where it's it is um it is like just kind of the bad guys in general yeah but at the same time this is something we'll go into more in the spoiler section but i don't really count them as the big bad for this series okay at least not in these first seven or eight episodes whatever it was okay um we'll get into that a little a little bit later but yeah i i, I can see your point about it yeah i mean the other thing i had issue with was just like the armor choices and um like it's honestly most of the issues i do have really are like along those lines where like okay I see what you did here with this, and I felt like it could have been like a little bit better of a choice. Mm. But overall, those are like the level of tr- things that I have issue with, with it. But then again, those are all because you know I, I've seen the games and, uh, <laughs> and I feel and the the show itself is more based is based off the books, not the games, mm. right? So that's that is like more of a difficulty from my perspective since I did have the back knowledge of playing at least The Witcher 3. So. Yeah, I... I think, I, I, I think I had shown you the, the differences of, like, how the armor looks in The Witcher 3 versus... Yeah, you had, you had sent me you had sent me how it looks in the series, and it does look pretty different. I thought that was just more to make them defined. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the bad guys. These are the guys who are murdering and pillaging um Mm -hmm. because there are certain times in the series where just kind of armies clash and you know you can't really tell who's who it's 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 an age-old thing with fantasy there um there's always an issue of like who who are we rooting for unless they're the characters that we've known to grow and love Mm -hmm. um but that's that's not something i'm gonna hold necessarily against the witcher series like the costuming was fine enough for me. They could have maybe done a little bit better with Nilfgaard, but I'm not. I'm not going to hold that against them. No, that's fair. Yeah, I um, something I want to bring up as like a non-spoiler thing I love about this series. Okay, sure. I love the music. 
I think the I think the soundtrack to this show is fantastic. Whoever they have doing it, hats off to them because the the music for this series has me like impressed every scene that the music kind of swells in. And I mean, I'm talking about two ends of it. One is like the music they made for Chiasco, the bard character. And then also there's um, just generally like the soundtrack to the series. The theme itself is great. The scene, um, I'm thinking of the scene in Sintra um, when it's being sacked by Nilfgaard. Mm -hmm. Um, That scene in particular is just like, the music swelling is great. Like it, it fits so well with what's going on and it kind of gets like hints here and there of like coming back. I don't know if that's necessarily like a theme to the Witcher. Like if it's like something that they've put specifically in for the Witcher or not, but like, I like, um, I don't know if it's a theme from like the, the games or if there was a theme for the Witcher and like the old TV show or something like that. But, it's hella good. Uh, I mean, the Witcher games are known for having great soundtrack. At least the Witcher 3 is. It has a great score. And again, since it, it is more Eastern European, it does kind of have a bit of those themes within its music. So it's distinct. And yeah. that thing that's nice about it is that you're not going to confuse it for some other show's soundtrack. Right. That's- and that's something I really... Like it, it means a lot to me when watching a series is is memorable music. There are plenty of series I watch where like there's obviously a theme song or there's obviously like a thing that people know from the series. But then there are some series that just don't have a definable sound to them. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a missed opportunity. Like like Game of Thrones has a definitive theme song. You hear that you hear like the opening theme and you're like, Oh shit, we're watching game of Thrones. I know, I know what's going on. Or if you or like the many themes of Lord of the Rings, like there, there's definable sounds to these fantasy, uh, fantasy places. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's almost a disservice not to have that. Um, I'm like, like I, I think that's soundtrack always sounds like such a small point towards like a, towards like a series. Like, I can be like, oh, you know, this movie has a great soundtrack, or this movie has, like, an alright soundtrack. But it really kind of brings the person watching along. It it immerses that person in the universe so much more when the sound clicks with what you're watching. I Um, 100% agree with that. Yeah. It's it's because the sound is something that builds the tension, it disperses the tension, it... It can build. It can bring somebody into a scene, really, and they do that very nicely within the series. Their use of sound is great. Uh, whew. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I remember there was a video a long time ago, <laughs> a long time ago in the internet age, um, which is means like I don't know, maybe like two, three years ago. It was called like the Marvel Symphonic Universe. Yeah, that's a that's a good. Video. I'm just gonna plug that video real quick. It's it's about how the music of the Marvel movies and especially the Avengers plays so well into getting you immersed and excited for what you're seeing. It it it's it's something that like even though you don't think of the soundtrack, that brings you into a series so much more. I I really really dug it. Um, 
yeah like the soundtrack itself was great the acting was pretty solid all around something that's something else i want to bring up the actors are great but i don't expect any less from the adult actors the child actors are the ones that i'm actually like impressed by they weren't anything incredible but they were pretty solid like you were dealing with people who were like i assume like siri and her friend in the forest are like teenagers maybe even maybe even younger than that yeah like they did a pretty great job conveying like the gravity of that situation Oh, yeah, agreed. And the best thing about the, having the kids in there is that, you know, they feel like, you know, kids. Yeah. Like, they don't, it did nothing they do feels like, oh, yeah, there's no way they do that. Like, nothing breaks the logic there. Right. And, like, it shows that this universe has stakes that aren't, like, ending at, like, kids. Like, the... the <laughs> The story of Siri is basically an enemy empire who want to take Siri, who want to kidnap her. And it's like, oh, okay, this is a this is a this is an empire about kidnapping a child. Like th- that's that's the storyline for this character. That's pretty dark. Like I I always think back to like the Bethesda fantasy games like Skyrim, Oblivion, all of them where mm-hmm. they they always made it clear that like the the stuff going on in the world was happening to adults and the children were just kind of there because it would be weird if children weren't there but this series but this series kind of makes like uh, I, I i could expand this to game of thrones as well that children are not exempt from what's going on in the world which brings you in even more to like this is a dangerous place to be Yes, and that that is something that is very nice. It doesn't pull its punches on that. Right, the the world building of it like hits every mark to make sure that you know that this is not like a nice even though you are having fun and you're laughing and like like the the, the buddy cop movie that is Geralt and Jasker is happening like <laughs> like it's still a universe that you should be scared to be in like this isn't something you want to be, you want to be a part of you're just kind of enjoying it from the periphery i agreed yeah um which can we mention how how incredible jasker and Geralt are together i'm gonna say this i was very much sold on the series when jasker got punched in the gut oh it's so good <laughs> I I loved everything about their interactions in the show. Like mm-hmm. like I Henry Cavill is an amazing Geralt, but part of what brings out the amazing the the amazing like performance that he puts in his Geralt is whoever's playing Jasker just being a complete shit around him. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Oh my god. There's one scene I, I won't I won't get into spoilers, but like there's one scene where they walk into an orgy. <laughs> Jasker plays it exactly how you imagine he would. <laughs> Almost perfectly. Oh my god, it's so good. And you in and uh yeah. 
it's all good stuff. You know what? Let's kick out the kids. We're going to talk about spoilers. Oh, come on. All right, fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm circling around spoilers at this point. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with moving into that. And the we can find... is over. For those that don't want spoilers, have a nice night. I, I wholeheartedly recommend this series. Go watch it. It's do, fairly do short. Do it. You could literally watch it on a Netflix one-week trial. You could just sit down and watch an episode a day and then watch the final two episodes together because it's eight episodes. Do it. Do it. You don't need sleep for one night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last, last chance. We recommend it. Get out of here. All right. So when the so when shit, I was actually gonna say something that actually happened. I was gonna make a really like fake spoiler to really throw people off, but it was gonna be that dragons show up, and I was and then I was like, God damn it, that actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> they they do actually show up. Yeah, like that 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 episode is such a solid episode for character development. It is. It is. Like, I watched that episode, and I'm like, I'm interested in the adventure, but just watching, like, the banter between, like, Yennefer, Geralt, Jasker, everyone involved. I really and the was... Shining Knight in armor. <laughs> <laughs> Who just shit himself. <laughs> oh, that's the worst way to go. He died taking a shit. Oh, that's the worst. Oh man! All right, so I, I um, what were some of your favorite moments in the series? Like, because I've got a few. Okay, uh, I think the entirety of ooh, it's it's hard because you know what? There are so many fun parts of this series. Mm. Everything from when Yennefer uh becomes. Just her entire story is great. Yeah. The, the entire, like, everything that she got involved in, except towards the end, was great and on character for her. Mm. I'm interested to talk about that last part, but we'll, we'll save that for a moment. Yeah. I, um, yeah, no, I think Yennefer, like, is a really solid character seeing her origins and everything like that. I was I was basically entranced at the very beginning of this series how her story was coming about. Um her story was great. Um what's it called? Um Siri story is Siri's story I think that's what pointed specifically to me saying like it felt like the first time I'm watching Lord of the Rings. Because yeah. her story is a lot of like running around into new things she hadn't seen before, like yeah. she had li- li- lived a really sheltered, like safe life, and then all of a sudden she's thrust into like big danger, like that poor woman. That, that okay, I know, I know she abused that dwarf, but like, goddamn, like that is a horrible way to go, being yeah. like repeatedly stabbed in the back, like goddamn. Um, also, I mean, yeah, he lived, he lived a terrible life too. So props to him. I don't blame him at all. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like everything she came across was like this horrifying thing. And it's just about her learning to be in this dangerous world. Um, I, although I think my favorite standout of the series, and I'm going to be cliche saying it, 
My favorite se- my favorite thing is the end of episode two with uh, toss a coin to your Witcher. That like montage of what's going on and all the events that happened prior to it, like it's such a cool moment of like everything clicking together. You know, what? I agree actually, because yeah. it pretty much sums up the Witcher series so well. Yeah, like really, like really skilled magicians are turned into eels to power her like electric power plants. Um, Siri, I forget. Was did Siri find her way into the camp then, or was she on the run I, still? I I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I think she was on the run at the time, and then Geralt had just like basically, basically been ca- captured and almost murdered, but made his way out because he was a nice dude, <laughs> like. Overall, like, that ending kind of encompasses what I really enjoyed about the series. It was, like, it just felt like people just, like, it just felt like events happening to interesting people in interesting ways that I wanted to continue to see. Well, it's also to the fact that it spelled out that, you know, truth is very subjective in this world as well. Mm-hmm. Right? That's true. Because, That's true. like... It, the Witcher, Garrett was like, that's not how the story happened. He's like, well, doesn't that, that doesn't sell, and we're going to make you famous, my man. Yeah, and that's almost, yeah, and that's almost the thing I really liked about Yennefer's story, was you can see throughout the story how her, how she tells her origin differently. How originally her origin was that she was basically kidnapped into being a magician, and she only stayed because she had nowhere else to go. And the reason she wanted to turn was because she wanted power and she wanted out. And then by the end of the series, she's like, I didn't want any of this. And it's like, what the fuck do you mean you didn't want any of this? <laughs> like, I understand living a, living a couple of lifetimes changes a person, but still, like, come on. Yeah. I, um, I, I will say, I, I think my second favorite moment of the series is the first time Geralt and Yennefer meet that entire episode like I said that orgy scene was so fucking funny I was losing my shit when he said (laughs) I brought apple juice I I I feel like I'm just saying like pretty much what everyone (laughs) thought like everyone was like oh man that was so funny but genuinely that the comedic timing on that was so good oh Uh, yeah Oh man, that episode! That episode's a really solid episode. That's kind yeah. Of, that episode is kind of what I want out of out of the Witcher series. I just want like almost like a um, uh, what's the word? Like um, a slapstick fa- fantasy? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I would like that, but also, um, no. I want like a um, like a um, anthology. Anthology is the word I'm using. Like mm. um, like I'd I'd almost want just stories in the witcher universe i don't really want like the thing that i like so much about the series was just the stories they told were interesting and they didn't have to necessarily be connected one after another all of Geralt's stories link in some way but they're not necessarily like tied together really tightly it's just like oh Geralt showed up in a village and some farmer boy was like ah, i've got a demon out in my out in my farm help and that led to him meeting the King of the Elves. Like, it was really interesting stories like that. Um, Geralt couldn't sleep, so he went fishing for a genie in a river. And that led him to meet, 
a crazy powerful witch. Like that's that's a great story to me. Yeah, the good thing is like the Witcher series is a lot of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and keep getting it too. Yeah. So you're not going to be disappointed. At least I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, and like I I that's what I want to see a li- like more of. And that and that kind of leads me to the last two episodes. I don't think they were super strong. Agreed. I think I think they were still great episodes. They were still a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But I think making the ending of this season a big battle between the Nilfgaard and like the wizard and Hogwarts, like it <laughs> it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like it was earned. And the yeah, well, I mean, I did enjoy it in general. It's just that, you know, Yennefer suddenly went to somebody that didn't want anything to be a part of this, and suddenly she cared, and cared a lot. Yeah. no reason. Yeah, well, I could, I could chalk that up to Yennefer, like, not saying that she respects, um, whatever her name was, Tessia yeah. or something, but her yeah. teacher, um... Like, not necessarily that she likes her, but that she, like, respects her. Um, that's kind of what I got out of that. But at the same time, yeah, it was kind of loose how her motivation happens. I'm not going to lie. I don't really care for, like, the third act breakup that happens between Geralt and Yennefer. Where it's just like, I don't know if... I I don't know if I feel these feelings for you because you made a wish or not. It's like, what? Where did this come no, from? <laughs> no, that that makes a lot of sense to me. Though, in all fairness, I I've played The Witcher three, so that might that's much further in this storyline. Yeah, that that, that might... dynamic makes sense to me. So for me, that's interesting because I'd never actually seen the origins as to what this whole wish thing was and how it got started. Mm. You know, and now that I see that, it's like, oh, okay. Huh. To me, to me, it made a lot of sense, actually, because uh, she she has always felt that she's had very little choice in her life. And now she's met this guy when she has a lot uh, to connect with. And then she finds out this is also not a choice in her life. Possibly. Right. Possibly. Yeah, I, I can see that. I could see that theme. And that, that's why it's not necessarily bothering to me. Like, it's not like I'm pointing to it and saying it's a it's a plot hole or like it's a, it's a problem with the narrative, but mm-hmm. it feels like when you're watching a romantic comedy and that third act breakup happens, where like a misunderstanding happens and they both go their separate ways, but you know, in your heart of hearts that they're just going to get back together. Like that's kind of what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of why like at the end, at the end of the final episode, I was like, "Oh, all right, cool. They're leaving things open," because I was worried the final episode was going to be kind of conclusive for the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I was worried that they. I mean, I always I knew that they were probably going to get a season two just because of the news surrounding the series, but it was mm-hmm. still like, um, sorry, I yawned. It was still um, interesting. It was still a good sight to see that they kept it open for this story and want to continue telling the same story um within the witcher universe um i 
I just, I don't know, something about, like, Nilfgaard versus the Wizard Academy thing. I just didn't really feel it as, like, a conclusion to what had been building up this entire time. I almost feel like this is, like... Did, did you watch the Castlevania series on Netflix? I did. I did. I almost feel like this is, like, how... Quotation marks, season one of Castlevania ended, where it was a cliffhanger... And this was, like, leading up to the next part um, in the big battle. It was, like, a big epic conclusion for this for this um, s- part of the story. But it's not how things are going to end. There's definitely a second part to this planned that they just cut off into another season, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess... I guess that's kind of why, like, I still say I wholeheartedly recommend the series because I think as long as they don't royally screw up a season two, I think a combination of a season one and a season two of this show is going to lead to a more complete story. Yeah, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sad that my boy Jasker didn't show up in the last episode. I was really hoping he would just show up at the very end and be like, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, I realized I'm a loser without Geralt, so I came back. <laughs> um Yeah, yeah, I I I'm trying to think about anything you know what else. I really enjoyed um was the scene when he went to 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 that was that rundown castle and there was that uh uh what, the Striga. Oh, I really liked that episode. I really, really liked that one. Mm-hmm. I I love the idea that he needed to fight her all night until the sun rose without killing her. That was such yeah. a cool... I mean, I know that's been done before, like, obviously, but it's still a cool-ass concept, and it fits so well with his character. It does, it does. And it does give, give, give you the feeling like, oh... There's not easy solutions to problems in this in this whole universe here. Right, that's something I really appreciated with the series, was that it, there wasn't, like... There really wasn't ever easy answers to solutions. There wasn't, like, oh, man, if we just get that one that one amulet, it'll fix the town's problems. Even the one episode um, with um, Geralt going to the, like, court ball or whatever it was called Mm -hmm. um that one seems to have an easy solution and then you realize very quickly it went south real fast after Geralt left like both of them apparently died somehow Siri was left without parents the grandmother and father and grandfather had to take care of her like this story even though it even though the episode ended with a happy ending did not have a happy ending after the fact yeah um yeah i was just gonna say like i even though like things may not always be going well in this world uh you can see that a lot of how these characters act towards the world pretty much reflects how they feel about it Mm -hmm. right like they get the even though they can't control everything that's going on around them they do everything they can to control what they can control kind of deal and it kind of gives into that theme of though you can't change everything you can change what's like around you in a way 
don't know. That's that's kind of one of the themes that I was at least picking up on. Yeah, totally. Like that that fit in super well with what was what the the themes of the series was putting out, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why I'm excited to see even more of it because I want to see this these themes explored further. Um, something something I heard from a lot of people who watched the series, and I'm interested to see your take on it. Mm-hmm. A, a couple people I talked to were really confused by the time skips in the series. In all fairness, I didn't realize there were time skips until like episode two or three. I, I think for the, hmm. it clicked on me fully when they were at the ballroom. Yeah, Faultist was a child. <laughs> like, oh, okay. The old man from the other scene is a child here. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just about. Um, yeah, you know, I've heard from a few people that it's kind of confusing how the story is told. And towards the last episode or two, I can see that to a degree. But, like, for the most part, this story is pretty straightforward. Like, once you get it in your head that all the characters are not doing their events at the same time, it's like, oh, yeah, this all makes sense. Like, when this might be happening. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like once once you do realize that, that does make it a lot easier. Do you... Yeah. Yeah, especially when you start to realize, wait, Geralt's really, really old, and Yennefer has to be really, really old as well. Yep. Compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny, because um, I didn't realize that in the series, Geralt's supposed to be like 90 at this point. Really? That seems young for how, how old he talks about himself. Well, I mean, um, uh, that's what it said on the wiki. Hmm. It, Netflix actually put up their own site whereas gave a timeline to everything. Nice. That, 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 I mean, that seems to be a really good solution for <laughs> for um, for the people <laughs> who would be complaining about that. Yeah. So it's like, here's when everybody was like born and all that kind of such. It's like, huh, interesting. Hmm. I, do you, this might be something just because of the, because I don't know the books or the games very well. Do they go into Geralt's parents? Not to my recollection, no. Okay. Like the most, uh, that's the first time I've ever seen anything about parents okay. in, uh, in there. Hmm. Yeah, because I, um, I, I saw that and I was like, huh, that's interesting that they decided to go into this plot line, um, this plot line like in season one. But I guess to like someone who doesn't know anything about the Witcher series, like myself, that would be something we'd be asking about is like Geralt keeps mentioning like I didn't ask <laughs> I didn't ask for any of this but like we don't really know much about him before being a witcher even mm-hmm. being a young witcher he doesn't really talk about yeah mm-hmm. like they do go into more of that stuff um at least they did in the games so like I do expect that like that to be brought up more but not that yeah, that was for the most part. That was the first time I'd seen any of that. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, um, I, I really enjoyed the series overall. Like I, 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 even though I did complain in this spoilery section about certain aspects of it, there's so much more. There's so much positive I can say about it. I think that's what it is, is that there is just so much positive about it. Like, even though, like, there are, there are things that they could have done better with it, mm-hmm. um, just, like, 
they gave the, the show gave such a positive feel which is how it told its story even if like there are things they could have improved it's like okay whatever we're, we're we can overlook them because it feels so great to watch it you know yeah everything clicks so nicely that like when things don't click you're more forgiving for it yeah um, yeah it's like it, it's like you know you can you can tell somebody to go piss off you know if they're your friend but if you tell a stranger to go piss off you know, they be like, wow, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, is they've sh- earned, the show has earned the right to tell us to go piss off. And is this your way of telling me you never want to talk to me again? This is my, this is my way of saying it's time to go piss off. All right, guys, I'm sorry. No more <laughs> podcasts. Me and Ant aren't friends anymore, apparently. The last thing we ever talked about was how good the Witcher series was, and then Ant dropped the bombshell of never speak to me ever again. Honestly, this is a high note. <laughs> everyone's applauding in the comments <laughs> Woo! yeah <laughs> you think we get I, comments yeah but i think like i'm having I, I i'm interested in seeing what season two is like for the show mm-hmm. because i i think they set such good groundwork that mm-hmm. They could literally do anything for season two, and I'd be on board. I would just be on board with the buddy cop drama of <laughs> Geralt and Jasker again. If they did that for <laughs> ten episodes, I'd be fine with that. Oh, agreed. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that as well. Yeah. I. Well, well really brief. What do you okay. think would be a prediction for season two? Like, what do you think would be, like, kind of what they start with? I think what they would do is... Um... I think they're going to serialize things a little bit. I feel like they're going to... I think it... Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I really have no idea because... (laughs) I know... See, any prediction I make is going to be dangerous because I've played The Witcher 3. Okay? But there's so much time that goes in between where the series stops and where that picks up. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, there's just so much that happens between there. I'm not really sure where they're going to go with it. Because, like, I know where three starts. And I see where this has ended. And I'm more just curious. Even though, like, I know where this series goes, I want to know what this middle is. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, as far as I can understand, like, there's, like, a long distance between what's going on in the Netflix series and and Witcher 3 specifically. I don't know about Witcher One. I don't know if that, how close that thing's that thing is. I'm gonna ask a couple of people and see what that might look like. But it's you know I, I'm wondering how it all ties together if they would ever go into the events of the games since the game. I, I think the games are based on the books, right? They're based on the books, but they they had their own creative freedom with it, though it wasn't a bad creative freedom. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, at least that's my understanding of it. I, I don't think, um, to my understanding, the author doesn't necessarily like what the games did. It's not that they went against his vision. They just weren't what he would 100% do, though he did work with them to create the games. I, I, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's a difference of the mediums themselves, though. Yeah, like, I can imagine, like, he probably wanted them to follow their sto- his story a little bit more, but at the same time, like 
come on, man. The, the reason everyone knows The Witcher is because of the games. Like, yeah. I would I I may have heard of the books very briefly from people I know who are very into fantasy, but mm-hmm. like the the games are entirely entirely why the game why this is so popular. I think it's funny that the games just picked up hugely in sales from the release of this um from the release of the TV series. The games have picked up in the sales and the books have picked up in sales as well. Like they both exploded. Oh yeah, they they like basically benefit off each other. Like the yeah. games make people very interested in the in the source material. The show make people interested in the games and the source material. And the source material is a good way to kind of jump into all of that. Like it's kind of great that way. You know I what? I just realized this is a series that has its books popular, its video game is popular, and now its TV series is popular. Yeah, more or less. Like, you usually don't get, like, all three mediums to line up like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested in reading the books at some point, but also I'm just more interested in, like, what the games have and what the series has and all that. Yeah. Well, I think that's where we're at for today, Drew. Yeah. Go watch, go watch, I mean, if if you made it an hour into this podcast, we are basically like, we basically sung the praises of the series, go watch The Witcher, it's great. Yeah, do a thing. Um, It's short, it's great. Um, If, I will will end it with this. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say a fair assessment of the series is if you watch two episodes in and you're not interested, I can't say you're going to be interested in the rest of the series. Yeah. But I think it's fair to give it two episodes. I think that's fair. I think you should be able to, to suss it out in the first episode, but yeah, I think I feel like by two episodes, that's going to give a more representative kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah, the only, the only reason I don't say just one is because one is pretty serious. One is pretty serious, on- and like, they just, I mean, it's just tits from nowhere, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, oh, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't, that, did, that didn't really add much, but okay. <laughs> yeah, right. But two picks up a little bit more into the comedy and it introduces other characters. Mm-hmm. To, but yeah, two episodes, try it, go watch it, it's great. Do the thing. Yeah. Bye. Bye.